David here with High Shelf Gaming Podcast. Today's episode is a more serious discussion. Rich and I invited several friends to join us in talking about their experiences playing games as women in this hobby that we love and want to share. Also, it is important to say these are our friends. No one here is a professional or expert in this field. We just love games and want to share them with people and have a great time. We're amateurs sharing personal experiences, lessons learned, and some ideas on how things can improve at the gaming table. One last note, friendly warning really, we have moms contributing to this episode, which means that babies and children make their presence known. I like it as a reminder that we all have responsibilities that pull us away from games, no matter how much we would love to be playing them. As always, tell us what you think by joining our Facebook group, High Shelf Gaming Podcast. It's a closed group but click to join and we'll get you added in. Likewise, we're available on Twitter at High Shelf Gaming. And of course, you can always leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever it gets you podcasts. This is David again with High Shelf Gaming. Today, I am joined, as always, by my illustrious co-host, Rich. Rich, say hey to the nice folks. Hey, nice folks. Just saying hey, and uh, boy, what a great episode do we have today. Yeah, we, we are surrounded by all kinds of really cool guests today. I'm super excited. Uh, returning is my lovely wife, Kelly. Kelly? Hello. Kelly, you all know her. We talked about pandemic together. We talked about um, what was the other episode? Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Yeah, that's yeah. the one where we oh, shamed you. Yeah. Come on, man. I know, I know. I'm so bad at this. I'm so bad at this game. Also joining us is uh, Rich's daughter, Cassidy. Hi. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us today, Cassidy. Real quick, give us a sense of like how long you've been gaming for. What what uh what's your what's your background? Well, I'm only 15, so not too long, but I've been playing a lot of games. Probably first one I can remember is like Pirate's Cove. Oh, yeah. From yeah. there, I started. Can we blame your dad for this? Yes, pretty much. But gone to a couple conventions, gotten a pretty good sense of what kind of games are out there. Awesome. Awesome. And then we also have Jesse. Jesse, why don't you say hey to everybody and kind of give us a sense for your gaming background. What's your, what kind of games do you play and that kind of thing? Sure. Hi, everybody. I'm Jesse. I've been playing games for a really long time. Probably started when I was a kid and we got into some more uh, elaborate games. And I've been playing ever since, mostly with family, but also have um, some friends that are really into board games and things like that. So we have a good time. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I imagine that, that family... Family gatherings is just full of uh, board games and, and that sort of thing, right? Absolutely. I mean, standard with our house is uh, Iron Dragon. I don't know if you've ever played that. It's a train building on a map, and you try and go and collect resources. It's a lot of fun, but very complicated sometimes. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, we talked about Ticket to Ride on here. We should do a, a thing on Iron, on, what was it called? Iron what? Iron Dragon, which I think was first, if I have it right. That was before Ticket to Ride. But I, a lot of my family, you know, got into Ticket to Ride because of that connection. They heard that it was a really good game. And if you like Iron Dragon, you like Ticket to Ride. So nice. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, though. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to research up uh, Iron Dragon and, and do an episode about it. We'll bring you back to tell us all awesome. about the wonders of, of Iron Dragon. 
And also today uh, joining us is my friend Heather. Heather, I want you to say hey to everybody and kind of give us a sense of your gaming background. My name is Heather. I've been gaming for about 18 years. Um, I started with Dungeons and Dragons um, back when I was 16, advanced yes. D&D. Um, I was a uh, worker. I worked at a gaming shop for some time, and then I've just been uh, playing different games, board games, uh, going to LAN parties as well, so video games and virtual reality games. And uh, now I'm a dungeon master and a board gamer. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, still D&D, you're, you're doing other role-playing games too, right? Yeah, uh, Pathfinder, Shadowrun, um, various various games. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then lastly, joining us today is also a, a good friend of ours, Elise. Elise, why don't you say hey to everybody and kind of give us a sense of your gaming background, what kind of games you play and, and that sort of thing. Hey, my name is Elise. I started gaming using an Intellivision set, which was kind yeah. of, yeah, circa Atari time. Yes. <laughs> Pretty old. Played other uh, computer games like The Secret of Monkey Island. Oh, yeah. Um, really <laughs> yeah, like way old. And have continued. I uh, played Magic back in the day around Ooh. like middle school, high school. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And so like various board games, um, things like that. And I've also gotten into pinball and have been playing that somewhat competitively. So. That's interesting. I didn't know you could do oh. competitive pinball until you told me. <laughs> On the prep, so I kind of want to start there, if we could. How did you get into competitive pinball? <laughs> so I think I, I I got into it through a friend who did a lot of competitive pinball stuff. So I was introduced. I went to a few like pinball auctions, which is a really interesting experience. There will be a lot of people there uh, representing like restaurants and things to get pinball machines in their restaurants, but also Mm -hmm. like pinball aficionados are like in there trying to get um, pinball machines. I hear they're like tattoos and that you can't just get one. Oh yeah. (laughs) Once you get one, you want more. But I will say through a couple of pinball conventions that I've been to and, um, you know, playing in a few competitions, uh, very, very few females. It's quite a male dominated, I guess, industry or uh, group of, community folks. (laughs) I will throw in here for everybody that Wizard Mode is a documentary on Netflix we watched about a young competitive uh, pinballer. And I have to agree, now that you mention it, I don't think there was a lady in the entire documentary, except for maybe a mom. Yeah. Yeah, there are very few. If you go there, I think it's just assumed that you're attached to a male counterpart who plays pinball and not just there on your own volition. Like, that you... Wow. Okay. And and yeah. you mentioned Magic. Magic is another game that people play competitively. Did you ever play Magic competitively? Not competitively. It was always at science fairs. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I want to touch on something that Elise mentioned, and you can't see it because this is a podcast, but on the video, all the women were shaking their heads when Elise said, it's just assumed that you're with somebody, that you're oh, with a male. I yeah. don't know if you saw, but everyone yep. was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, whenever you go places, um, or, you know, um, <clears throat> game shops or conventions where they're, they're playing these games, it's assumed that you are with somebody. Yeah. So it's like, oh, uh, where's, your, where's your boyfriend or your brother or yeah. your husband or whatever? Are you, like, are, you, are you saving the seat? Clearly, <laughs> uh-huh. you wouldn't be here yourself. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then when you, and then at least when you beat the pants off them, they they must think uh, I grossly <laughs> misunderstood the situation going in. Yeah, it's such a gratifying feeling, and I feel I feel bad too in a way, but I shouldn't. Like, no, no, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess let's talk about that a little bit. When you go to a venue, you know, on that same idea, before we hand it over to the ladies, you know, at Gen Con. I was thinking about this show and some prep. There used to always be chainmail lady. And, and I guarantee you, I got some picture somewhere in, on one of my Facebook posts or something from back in the day about chainmail lady. And she would work a booth and she wore a chainmail bikini. Mm. And that was like, oh my gosh, every geek in the world would line up to go through chainmail lady's booth. <laughs> I don't think she's been there over the past two to three years. I mean, David, do you? Does this ring any bells with you? You know, I've been doing Gen Con for like 15 years. Yeah, no. Uh, I, the, I remember, I remember booth babes was a big thing at like Acon and some of the old yeah. conventions. And I haven't seen that. No, they're still a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're now, definitely, they're definitely still yeah. a thing. Okay. Um, and I, I saw them at Gen Con. I've seen them at anime conventions. Okay. Um, they're still a thing for sure. Yeah. And, but the outright, chainmail bikini lady that would make it has been gone i want to say for five years i you know i meant to do a quick look on images and see if anybody had you know posted it uh, recently but that has changed it you know that's something i do look back on and go this is now different but Mm -hmm. back to you dave well there's also transhuman uh, their booth at at gen con they had a booth babe they also had booth Babe dudes? Like, I don't know what to call it. Booth, booth, booth hotties. There you go. These guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, uh, I, like, I f- freely admit that dude was a looker. Like, he had cool yeah. tats and, and, and face piercings, but he was built. Yeah, I mean, it worked. I went over there and checked it out. <laughs> I mean, they make a clip space. I would have gone anyway, but so, I definitely stuck around a little bit longer. So, so maybe maybe this is the equalizer. Is that, well, we're still going to have booth babes, but right next to the booth babe is going to be a hunk. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm okay I mean, they're not they're not as common as booth babes, but mm-hmm. they are happening. Is that in line with what Elise, Jesse? Whenever you go to venues, do you still see that? Like, what's that? What's that scene look? Like? It's interesting. Like, pinball has been a very male dominated thing for a very long time. If you look at the trans lights on pinball machines, uh, which is like the front panel, mm. um, so not the pinball playfield, but the front part. If it's not a movie, if it's not like Star Trek, the next generation or something, you will generally see a scantily clad lady because they're just trying to attract a certain demographic. And it wasn't it wasn't ladies at the time. Right. Um, And so when you go to uh, like pinball conventions and stuff, I haven't really seen pinball babes. (laughs) It's it's definitely catered toward a male audience for sure. So pinballs are that way. Other games, like I'm kind of curious, Heather, what, like your take on whenever whenever you're looking at like a new role playing game or something like that, does it still feel like mostly geared towards men, or what's that what's that picture look like for you? I would say in the last couple of years, gaming itself, so like RPGs, tabletop games, have started to uh, turn the corner and are more accepting of females in the writing of of the books. Um, mm. Pathfinder. Specifically, I think when it uses a, a pronoun, it uses she mm-hmm. in almost everything. I mean, I think it's gotten a little better. I mean, definitely, if you look at artwork in books, it's not scantily clad women all of the time in 
And like for every character design, they've started to realize how armor actually works on <laughs> on female bodies. <laughs> um, but I mean, in the books, it's definitely starting to see that turn online, like Dungeons and Dragons online, things like that. There's definitely more of a female presence, like conventions. I was just at PAX South last weekend, and I mean, it was, I want to say 80% male, 20% female, maybe. It was expected that girls and women would be at the cute booths, but not the like hardcore gaming, gaming booths that I saw. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the idea being, oh, well, girls go and gravitate towards the cute games, but all of the mm-hmm. like hardcore minis, Magic the Gathering, those games, it still feels mm-hmm. like girls need not apply kind of thing. It, I, I'm, I, yeah. I'm ignorant. Um, is PAX a gaming convention? Uh, anime convention? What is that? PAX is more of a video game convention, okay. um, but it also has a tabletop side to it. And the PAX started as just PAX up in Seattle and has expanded to be have different regions. They have like an East Coast and a South and uh, Australia, I think. And, and PAX is put on by the Penny Arcade website. Penny Arcade yes. Expo, I think, is what, it, is what it stands for, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so yeah. that is something I kind of want to get into a little bit is I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts on different venues. And we can probably start with conventions. Like what I would like to hear... A little bit more, if anybody else has other thoughts on what it's like going to conventions as as a woman now, do you still feel like at PAX you felt relegated towards certain games over others? Is that true at other conventions? And then what can a convention organizer do to help make that not the case? You know, Because clearly the convention organizer wants all people there. They want everybody spending money at the convention, not just dudes. What, what could have been done to make PAX better? From an organization, uh, just like the PAX itself, the people that are putting that on, I don't think there's a lot they can do. I know that I saw female security. I know that I saw female enforcers there. Mm. I mean, them, PAX as an entity is doing okay in that. It's really, the thought is that girls don't game. Mm. So we're still going to cater towards men. And that's from, you know, the booths that are set up throughout. And I think it's just women need to have a larger voice in the gaming community. I will say there was a big difference between PAX and the anime conventions I've been to in the past, where at least there was females there that were treated properly at PAX, whereas at anime cons, I've seen the complete opposite, where they've been completely disregarded. Hmm. Um, I mean, you and, you and I, David, have been to you know, Acon together, and yeah. I could be with you or one of the other guys we were hanging out with and be completely disregarded, whereas you and whoever we were with would be spoken to. So that, that is something that I have definitely seen in the past, that it was not my experience at, at PAX, but there was definitely a majority of men there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was able to go up to booths and talk to talk to the guys that were behind there and talk about games intelligently with them. Yeah. And I've noticed you reminded me of times where you and I would be walking the dealer room floor or Kelly, when you and I walked the dealer room floor, even recently, you're right. People will make eye contact with me and talk to me about whatever game, even if you're the one that asked the question. Like, mm-hmm. I want to say when you and I, were, when Kelly, when you and I were at Gen Con last time, I think there was a conversation where you were talking to somebody and he was answering me, making eye contact with me. And I would do this like eye thing where I would make eye, to- eye contact with the guy talking to me, even though Kelly was the one that asked the question. And I would 
draw my gaze to Kelly to like kind of non-verbally pass his attention back to her to be like, yeah, no, no, she's the one that asked you the question. Jedi mind trick. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at Kelly. Now you're looking at Kelly. Oh, there we go. I, I think I remember that. Yeah, I. It's so funny. I, I just ignore that. <laughs> like all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're talking to my husband. Whatever you're asking, you're asking him a, a question. I'm gonna answer it though. So it's my. Damn but that's question. what we have to do, it's though. True. That is is what we have to do is reel that conversation back in to ourselves when they when people that we're speaking to automatically go to the male person that we're with mm-hmm. um and, and it's just a tactic that we've learned over time is like yeah this is going to happen okay here's my next question you know I, is that's how i feel anyway about well, it i i wonder so there's this theory that if if something was the way it was before you were 30 you just kind of accept it and then once things you know after you get 30 and things change you're like that's not acceptable anymore <laughs> so, <laughs> I, fear, I fear change yeah so you know i'm over 30 and that's kind of been my experience most of my life dealing mm-hmm. with you know games or, or anime or whatever because i've been to that a little bit longer and i just again i'm just like whatever and i just deal with it but like cassidy you're you mentioned you were you're 15 so i wonder what your experience is I mean, most of the time, if I do ask a booth at a place or if we're at a store and I ask someone a question, they answer kind of me and my dad. But I feel it's mainly because, like, my dad's there and it's probably him who's going to be buying stuff. But I still understand that we're like, I'll be playing a game without my dad. And a lot of times I'll ask a question and they just kind of shake it off. They're like, oh, whatever. She doesn't even know this. Or they'll make a decision without really asking me, even if I have played the game. So, like, what yeah, do you have a do you have an example? Of that? Like, what 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 games are you playing when this kind of happens? Like, what's that situation like? Well, I can't remember exactly the game, but it was very much kind of similar to D anD D. You all had a character, but it was um different kind of object- objectives, and yeah, like it was a very mainly like should have been a group decision, and mm-hmm. like I'd say, hey, I can do this, and we can do this and this and this, and then they'd be like, uh, we're gonna go with this. So yeah. I'm like, okay. But then there have been some times where I've been playing with um like another couple where there is another girl kind of similar, a little closer in age, but sh- they'll kind of listen more. And so I feel having another like woman at the table, it's very, I feel like my voice is heard more than if it's like mainly men. Mm. So yeah, other people here, does it, I mean, is that kind of a prerequisite to have like two girls at the table? If If the guys are not being... If the guys are being typical. Now, it depends on the setting. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm wanting clarification on your question. Do you mean like at a convention, at a game store, or at someone's house yeah. playing, you know, a role playing, like a tabletop game versus Rand- a board game? This is a randos thing. This sounds more like a random. When you're sitting around with randoms, yeah. if there's two or more, there's more unity. Yeah. Someone else can stop everybody, too, and say, hey, what'd they say? <laughs> And now I'm going to go to the con and sit behind you and just crush any boy that acts that way. But go on. Uh, yeah. I, I'll add to that a little bit because, you know, my experience is mostly in the home. Like, I haven't had an option to go to a convention, unfortunately. But it is funny because friends of ours, like, they're mostly Tim and friends and they're mostly guys. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a lot of fun. But I have noticed that the few times that there's been another woman brought, it does change the dynamic. And so it, I've noticed a difference. Like, it, and it it's, can be kind of subtle and, you know... 
I don't really know how to put words to it, but it's there. Like there's almost that, that camaraderie all of a sudden. Um, and it's, it's a different feeling. Um, I love those guys, but it's, it's different when they bring a girlfriend or a significant other by and, you know, or friends, like it's, it's definitely different when you get two girls in a room together. Yeah. At the game. I mean, it's unfortunate, but I can see how immediately, well, there's two voices here instead of one. And it's, I I, kind of feel it's unfortunate, Cassidy, that you start off with this mindset of, oh, it's because my dad's here, right? It's like, no, this is something else. Well, I don't know. That's a good point. Like, is it because, like, so do the booth people or or game games for people, whatever, are they talking to the guy because you're a guy Mm -hmm. or because you're the one that's most likely to buy it? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, mm -hmm. as maybe a breadwinner or you're the one that's actually going to do it. She's just here to. You know, token token girl who's like, well, oh, this sounds fun. I'll play it with you yeah. one night. But, but I mean, clearly, like at least on this call and like in other settings, clearly that's that's no longer the case. You know, like we've got plenty of people who play games on their own. Like I know you go to conventions, Kelly, mm-hmm. because you want to go to that convention, not because you want to hang out with me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's accurate. Yeah. I hang out with you plenty. Yeah. And like at least you go to these tournaments. At least you go to tournaments like on your own, right? Correct. Oh, wow. That's awesome. (laughs) So the thing about being a female in some of those spheres is that I think you have to prove yourself or I feel like I have to prove myself a little more than I would have to if I was male. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But once that happens, like it can be a wonderful community and they're, you know, they're pretty open. It's just that. That extra step. (laughs) It's a weird. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, but it, mm-hmm. this is a great community. Once you're seen as a person, <laughs> ouch, <laughs> ouch. But yes, accurate. I mean, that's a, that's a little harsh, but you know, you know, once yeah. you're seen as a, a gamer and not a lady gamer mm-hmm. or you know, token female, right? You know, because yeah. after once you get past that, yeah, once you get past that, this is a great community. Otherwise, I don't think any of us would have been in it for so long, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, if it was always mm-hmm. terrible, yeah. Heather? Um, I'll, I mean, I'll even make the point of a group that you and I are really familiar with, David, is our group with pods and VR. Um, I was brought in as the girlfriend to one of the players and it took time to become not Nighthawk, who my husband's uh, nickname, not Nighthawk's girlfriend, but a player in her own right to the point that I was running games, running tournaments and had that voice of authority, but it definitely started as the token female in the group, even though I wanted to play, I wanted to learn. Um, It took time to be accepted. Um, And you just, for women in going into groups like that, you have to be kind of, authoritative you have to forge your own path you have to put yourself out there and be like no you're going to accept me mm-hmm. as me not as the shoulder or the uh, candy to my husband who's here <laughs> you know and yeah. these are especially for women that want to learn and want to play um they will put themselves out there so they can be treated with the respect to the other players that are playing right. um it just unfortunately that doesn't happen right off the bat it right. It, something that we have to learn to uh, do over time. Now, something I think that has changed is 
I think Cassidy, you went to like your first Friday night magic when you were 12 and you've been to your first con when you were 13. And while we're doing that, she is not the exception, except maybe Friday night magic. I don't know if there was any other girls or ladies there um, at the cons. There are younger people and uh, or younger ladies, I should say. It's not just all 15 year old or 13 year old boys. Yeah. There is a mix in there, whether it's an 80, 20 mix. So for her, that experience started very young, going to this and being in those areas. How, and I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I don't good. mean to mansplain this out, but it's my question. <laughs> it's my, my question's kind of coming to this, that for y'all's side of the fence, because y'all are older, when did you first start getting introduced into gaming and found yourself at a gaming shop? Was it at this young of an age or was it older? What are your thoughts? Uh, I started going to my local game shop in Boise when I was 17. Um, I started playing D&D when I was 16. Mm. Um, so I was just going to buy dice and books and stuff. Um, and then, but I was the only female there. I, I really was, um, especially. So that would have been you know, about 16 years ago. During that time, um, I, even like two years later when I was working at the store, I was still one of the only females there. Mm. Um, so it, it the it was definitely the rare the you know the rare unicorn female at a game store um, <laughs> for a long time. Um, we didn't see people younger either, so um, I didn't have the same experience uh, that Cassidy does did. So other than like some computer games and stuff, um, I was buying magic cards around middle school. So that would have yeah. been like uh, what's that like twelve ish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I guess if I think about it, I there weren't very many females walking into to gaming stores. I was already so awkward at that age. Like I just <laughs> didn't pay attention to anything else. I'm just generally awkward because I'm I'm a, a yeah. tween and it sucks being a tween. <laughs> right. <laughs> what about you, David? As a you know, we're here in the female perspective. I've only been female. Um, so as a male. <laughs> yeah. When did you first start? You know, I started with, I think the first game I took seriously was Magic, and that was in elementary school. Okay, so it was earlier. It was earlier. It was like, yeah, I was, I mean, my mom had to drive me to the store, you know, she had to be the one that bought the cars because I didn't have any money, you know, um, that, that was just how it went. There's definitely a, I think that a lot of groups have layers before you're accepted. You know, because when I, when I was playing Magic as a little kid, I sh- I showed up at a tournament to play, and I was immediately dismissed because clearly i was like a little teeny tiny kid i had no concept of how to build a deck i had no concept of how to play the game i was just there because i heard there was a tournament and you might be able to win something so i showed up and lost handedly and it was like basically dismissed definitely as i got more serious about gaming it's i can definitely tell that it's easier for guys to accept me as a gamer interested in the game for the game whereas like heather your experience not not just at the pause but in other places you've mentioned too. I can definitely see how girls have to prove that, no, I'm not just here with my guy or even on their own. Like, no, I'm actually interested in this game and I will play this game and not try and date anybody else here. I will just play the game. And then people will be like, oh, they're actually into the game, not just trying Mm -hmm. to be a gamer girl. You know, like, that's one of the things that, like, I think I think guy communities will have this, like, errant thought that, oh, this girl is showing up looking for boys or something like that. I was like, no, she can just like the stupid game. 
<laughs> you know, like that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that should be how it is. But like mm-hmm. that's something that I noticed at the pods. I've noticed in other communities that girls do have to kind of prove themselves a little bit to say, no, I'm actually interested in this game and I don't care about your issues. I will say I got, I got into video games mm-hmm. when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Cause back then there was a Sega channel you oh, could yeah. buy from oh, your yeah. cable company. And uh, if you got good grades in my household, you got a Sega channel. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my sister and I actually played video games a lot. And then I fell out of it. Like, after Sega, I fell out of video games and gaming in general until, like, PlayStation 2. And it was actually my boyfriend who got me into it. So I did have a guy get me into gaming again, and he got me into anime. And I didn't really get into, like, you know, D&D and all that stuff till I was with you. Mm. And that was past college. Sure. You know, into grad school. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that being said, also talking about the pods, and I don't know if it's just unique to the Dallas crew of pods, but I was interested in it. And then I, I suddenly wasn't because of the pushback. Yeah. You know? Yes. People were not taking me seriously. They were, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if they didn't want me to play to ruin their game. Oh, wow. Yep. Because that's what yep. I would do as a noob. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't just be new. Right. You know, it's like, no, she's she's just a girlfriend. And you and I weren't even dating. No, we were just friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were just friends. I was like, cool, I want to play the flea or whatever and run around and... They were like, no, you're going to ruin our game. You should play next game, which was never the game, you know? Never, right. Mm-hmm. Well, my understanding was that the female population of the pod game is slim to none. Like, yeah. Well, like and we haven't even. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I've met one or two actual, like, female players that continuously played over the years. Uh, it'd be mm-hmm. interesting to know if there are other games that y'all have tried and thought this would be cool, but decided. I just can't get past this barrier of people complaining. Like, no one will play with me because I don't mm. know what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. I can't figure out what I'm doing because no one will play with me. Yeah. You know? I mean, now there's mm-hmm. YouTube, so it's a little bit easier. You know, and I, I'm going to go with a, a, a little bit of a, 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 a my own personal back experience with True Dungeon. That some of the greatest players in the True Dungeon environment are ladies. Mm-hmm. It, you know, now it is definitely more male dominated as in that 80-20 rule that, you know, 80% of the players are probably guys. Um, but some of their top players are uh, ladies. Mm-hmm. And so but that's a very new game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that game's only, what, 10 years old? Yeah. Any, anybody mm-hmm. else run into other games that had a lot of barrier? I would say D&D, you know, tabletop RPGs. Um you go, they have nights where you can go play at game stores still to this day. And you only see one or two females. And if you were to sit down at a table, you would probably be kind of ignored. Um, mm. They don't want, people don't want to help explain the game to new people when they're trying to get their fun on. And it even more so if you're a female that's coming to play, you're dismissed. Because oh you're just a you're a new player you know, you already have that against you and then you're a female pro- sitting at a pretty much male dominated table um, and they just don't want to take the time people don't want to take the time to teach um, new people how to play. I found one game store here in Kansas City that has a ladies only night. Oh wow, that's it, cool. It's whatever game you want, and ladies only are allowed to show up and play. But I've only found one game shop that did that. 
Is that, I mean, mm-hmm. I would almost think that would almost be required these days of a game shop. If they want to have lady gamers, you know, they want to, they want to make an environment that's, that's good and, and welcoming. Cause if the store itself could say, no, actually we're going to make a whole evening as dedicated to women gamers only. I, that sounds mm-hmm. like that would at least get a community together of, of a welcoming environment that say, Hey, yeah, you're a noob. Great. You know, you're a lady. Awesome. Come on in. You know, um, Boomerang Comics up by me in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area has a ladies' night. And I remember when they first published that. That made yeah. me go look it up right now. Yeah. And then along with the AD&D comment, another con, or another store around us posted a picture of D&D night. We went and looked. One, one, one lady. Yeah, like maybe one maybe, lady. Maybe one lady. Or, or it gets a background shot, so it could be a guy with long hair. Um, <laughs> but from the back. So I'm just, you know, hey, when you're over 30, you would just assume all guys have short hair, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it just, but that might be one lady out of 20 guys. Yeah, and I remember, I remember even at Boomerang, we... I got kind of serious in magic around middle school and there was maybe one or two kids at school that even played and only one kid would literally play with me. Like oh. we'd go to school and just play. But yeah, I went to one night to a tournament and I was maybe like probably one of the youngest and there were maybe three girls playing. Yeah. Just kind of same standpoint of there's not a lot of people or not a lot of girls who play. What about the idea of a ladies only night? Does that is that appealing or does that just av- avoid a key part of this problem? Good call. Good question. I I think that it would be great. I mean, my experience is that we uh, you know, I've only had the opportunity to play, you know, with other guys. Um, I haven't sought it out, but I I think I've had similar experiences where I have to have someone who's willing to teach me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes that's really hard to come by. If if they're not willing to invest the time in you for whatever reason, then, you know, it's a lot harder to get into it. So the idea of a ladies' night, at least, you know, to find other gamers, too, would be a, a wonderful thing, I think. Yeah, definitely. I haven't looked. I'll be honest. I haven't looked <laughs> locally to see what I could find. But um, I'm also lucky enough to have people who will play with me. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I have been very lucky in that regard that I have found people that want to play with me, that want to teach me. Elise or Heather, like, what are your thoughts? I think a ladies' night is a good idea to teach people, teach women, teach people how to play the game for sure, or play games for sure, so that the, they can feel confident in taking that back to night that's not just for women. So they can teach it to others that are playing, be them young, other women, men. I don't want to constrict it just to females because that you're right, David, it doesn't solve the problem. Um, and it's, we all need to learn to play together. Um, but I think a ladies night helps people or women become more confident in their skills as a gamer in games. So they don't feel embarrassed if they, when they go to play with others. Exactly. I was going to piggyback on that actually. And uh, say maybe it would be cool if there was some sort of, and I'm sure they have this, elsewhere, but specifically for pinball too, if there was a meetup group and it was focused on uh, a bunch of women getting together, enjoying it, playing games, uh, but it would be at some sort of venue where just anybody can play pinball. So you get that comfort Mm -hmm. with your group and then you're also within the community. You're like out there and can form Mm -hmm. bonds that way too. 
Or even like a ladies get in free. Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, game stores, they don't charge, but if you have like a gaming drinking place <laughs> where you can mm-hmm. go and you and you game and you can just be there Sign for it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> There's one in Kansas City that uh, we've gone to. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But you, you pay for the space. You walk in, it's five bucks. Right. You can stay as long as you yep. like. They have all these games, a bunch of board games. And you can, of course, bring your uh, tabletop games there, too, if you'd like. I think if they had like a, even a ladies get in free, because then you would be around guys mm-hmm. and they would be used to being around girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think part of it is maybe just exposure. Yeah. I mean, certainly there is a, there is a sense that the guys who are playing these games, they don't know how to treat women. And clearly it's not on the women who are gaming to be the teachers of that moment. Like it's not on you to not only learn how to play the game, but then also know how to teach all the men at the gaming store or at the convention how to play with women. Like that's but not if you, But if they, you know, I'm thinking of just examples of tabletop. So board games, it's a little bit easier because your game is only 30, 45 minutes long, unless mm-hmm. you're playing Twilight mm-hmm. Imperium, in which you're there all day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with uh, uh, tabletop games, it's a campaign. Yeah. So if you're like, hey, how do I do this? And then someone is a real jerk to you, you can be like, well, that really doesn't help. Yeah, and they can learn that yeah. behavior is not acceptable. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And it's not that um, all all men. It's definitely not all men that of act course. this way. Um, of course not. There are men out there that do take the time to sit and teach games, board games, or whatever. Without there's just it's gender blind, right? There's not if you're a new person playing the game, you have been coming to this game night for so you know so long it doesn't care if you're male or female or you know however you want to uh specify yourself that you're welcome to play and i'm going to teach you how to play and those people are the best people out there um we have a very good friend david and i do who ran weekend every weekend there was board game day and anyone was welcome it didn't matter matter who bring your girlfriend bring your boyfriend mm-hmm. Just come and play games. And those were the best times and the best experiences where you could just teach each other and play with one another. This just random group of people. And if we had more of that out there, there would be more women who are confident to play games. It was days like that that helped me be more confident in dealing with the boys club in in other other, uh, aspects of Mm -hmm. the games that we played. Yeah. And and you, Heather, specifically, you've taken a lot of leadership roles because you, like you said earlier at the pods, you were running tournaments because I wasn't Mm -hmm. anymore. Other people weren't running tournaments (laughs) like Heather. It's on you now. You got to be the one. And you stepped up Mm -hmm. and and led tournaments. Uh, You Mm -hmm. run D&D games from a leadership perspective. Do you see it at a different angle when you're running the tournament, when you're running the game? Depends on the crowd. Um, D&D games, tabletop games are you're the DM and you have the power. So that's definitely, it's a little easier to manage. I think, um, at least in my experience, it has been, um, that we're all trying to tell a story narratively and I'm the DM. So that's going to work out other places where I've ran tournaments that there are people that know you that you have played with for a long time. And then there are new people coming in and it is hard sometimes for people to take that, the person that's in charge. Um, and if they're female, it's hard for those people to listen to them. Um, and you do get flack and you do get a flashback. Um, and there were times 
during some of those tournaments where I had to have someone step in, either mm. one of the owners who were all male mm-hmm. um, or, you know, just one of the other guys who were well known in the community where I couldn't get certain people to listen to what the rules were or, you know, hey, this is against what we're doing. And they wouldn't listen to me. And so that was definitely a thing where then I would have to go, like I said, get an owner like David to handle the issue, which is unfortunate because you're the one, I'm the one running the tournament. Luckily, those were few and far between, but it still happened. It's, it's almost like you had to reprove yourself all over again, even though clearly the mm-hmm. local community has placed you in this position of leadership and is comfortable with yes. this. Some newbie comes in or not newbie, but somebody who's not from the scene shows up and is yep. like, well, mm-hmm. I don't know her from Adam. And so I'm going to treat her mm-hmm. like she's a noob, even though she clearly has authority here. That's interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would be interested to know, Heather and David and Rich, I think you've been a, a GM before as well. The difference between having an all-male group of players versus a co-ed group of players. Like, how is the interaction with the players GM or players in PC? Do you put up different challenges? I know you mentioned that you get your flirtation of NPCs with PCs is a little bit different yeah. when you have all male versus co-ed. Yeah, like, David makes his, his NPCs are sluts. They are, they are, well, uh, some of them uh, do like to. They're amorous. Around. Yeah, they're amorous. Um, uh, what I'll do, when I had an all male table, I didn't mind having flirtation at the table. Like I, that does not bother me. Some guys, they get squigged out by it and they have issues they need to deal with. Um, and so I would just have lady NPCs flirt with the players because all my players were typically white straight dudes when I was growing up. I mean, that was, that was my audience. Those are the guys I played with. So I gave them NPCs that, that fit in with that. And once I had lady gamers, it was like, Oh, cool. Now I can have hunky dudes in my games and like nerdy scrawny dudes in my games and all kinds of, you know, all stripes of, of characters and just have them flirt with the table and then see what player picks up on it. Cause sometimes it's not the girl that picks up on the flirt. Sometimes it is, right? Sometimes I'll have a lady flirt with the table and my NPCs will flirt with the whole table. And if a PC picks up on it, I'll run with it. Otherwise I don't. The only other big thing that really changes with having a, a co-ed game is that the one-upsmanship goes way down. When it's an all-dude game, there's this like dude competition thing that's going on. Um or it can be, I'm not saying it's always there, but it can be kind of a male competition of who's doing the most damage or whatever. Oh. When there's ladies in, involved, that goes away. It just evaporates. Yes, yeah. See, I, yeah, as a, as a lady gamer, I certainly, like, it's cool to do a, a ton of damage. Like, I've played a tank mm-hmm. times, and it's fun to do a ton of damage. But I actually really like it, like, when a druid comes in and, like, pulls this really cool spell, and that's what ends the fight, and it's mm-hmm. just a smart move. Mm-hmm. Like, I like mm-hmm. the smart moves. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on running games and what the what the gender makeup of that game, the impact of that? You know, I've been playing more non-D&D role-playing games in the past couple years. And that has been where I have played in many more mixed or GM'd mixed games. Whereas in my past, playing the D&D style... Um, you know, even if it wasn't traditionally D anD D, it was a different kind of dungeon dwelling type of role playing game. Uh, you know, I, I think I have a hard time trying to count on one hand how many times over the years a lady has played in those games. Yeah, but 
I get out of the D&D world and go to role-playing games, oh, man, I could sit down at a table and it's half-half. Or I could have a table show up and it's half-half. To where, um, I'm not too sure, that's kind of weird. Never yeah. thought about it till now. Whenever he uh, is the DM for, Dungeon, for Dungeons & Dragons and I sit and watch, it's mainly all men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, I don't no, know yeah. if I've ever seen a, a lady yeah. play in your group. Yeah. Yeah, for me, uh, D&D-wise, here in Austin, the group I've been with, um, there's me and one other female. Um, and I've both DM'd and uh, been a player in that game. But you also see women do the same thing, where they're, I, I'm going to do all the, I want to do all the damage. Well, no, I'm going to do it too. You know, where they still, they have that um, experience, the same experience that you were talking about, David, where mm. they want to one-up um, each other as well, or the other men at the table. Playing in in Dallas, I played with uh, and DM'd for just men, and I want to say sometimes it ran smoother. To be honest, mm. um, I have caught playing with women. Sometimes I have caught a lot of flack just um, wanting to. I don't know if it's like both women want to prove that no game, you know, if you know we both know what we're doing. But I've encountered arguing the rules sometimes more with women than I have men. It's kind of, you know, a reverse to everything we're talking about. And that could be my own gaming experience um, just with my group. Um, It's almost like you're competing in a sense for like mastery of the game or understanding of the game. mm -hmm. Has anybody else run into that when you're playing with another lady? Do you feel like you're competing with her on like a little mini game? Like there's the game that everybody's playing. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden there's like this little side game between the women to see who is the most in command of the game. Has that something that has anybody else experienced before? I've experienced (laughs) that a little bit. Um, And it depends. It can totally go either way. And you never know when you walk into a room how that's going to go. But I think, um, yeah, I've definitely felt that before. Can you describe a little bit more about that? Like, was that at like a tournament? Was that a pinball tournament or was that at a different venue? Oh, wow. Yeah, there was another female there. I think there were we were the only females. It was two. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, awful. We could, all, we could all go look up female pinball players and we know who that other person is. Today. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and so I, I was, as soon as she walked through the door, I'm like, yes, all right. You know? Um, but I did not feel that same warmth back. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, you know, we played for a little while and I think, you know, we, we both got an understanding of who the other person was and it was fine. But definitely at first there was um, a weird, a weird vibe. <laughs> well, I guess that makes sense. You're not going to be friends with every female you meet. That's true. That's you know? true. There's a show that we watch, uh, Silicon Valley, yeah, where they hire a second lady onto the show. And, like, two of the guys, like, put them together, like, now you two be friends. And it's like, come on. <laughs> Not every pair of girls are ever going to be friends. Like, that's a weird expectation. Yeah. I did have that with my example of that is actually, I'm sorry, but with the pods. And yeah. it was a gamer's girlfriend. And then I showed up. I was not dating anybody. I don't know if she thought I was going to come take her man. Because mm-hmm. uh, how dare I be interested in a, this thing that looks like an egg. <laughs> we call it the pods. It's not really what it's called, but they look like little pods. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm here to steal your man as I scream profanity out the window of this pod because <laughs> someone mm-hmm. took my flag. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's interesting. I, I think that 
I mean, with three separate examples, I kind of feel like maybe there is something there. Maybe there is a a competitiveness that I'm not aware of because as a dude, I'm blind to that kind of stuff. Just me being blind in general. Well, there are alpha females just like there are alpha males. Mm -hmm. So, I I mean, I could be naive and just hoping for the best in humanity. (laughs) You know, know, now that I think about it, I think if I went to a a place that was like a a woman-dominated gaming gaming situation and I showed up as a, as an avid male gamer and I ran into one other gamer there. There was another dude in a sea of women. I might get competitive too. Like there might be some sort of like instinctual ape brain. I need to figure out my pecking order here. I don't know. Well, if you, you and I talked about this, or I talked about this a little bit in the, in the car, but um, if you are a, a lady gamer, a lady nerd, mm-hmm. you get your pick of all the male nerds. It's true. Once they get past accepting you, right, Heather, they got to get to accepting right. you. Once, once they really yep. legitimately like games, they're like, oh. <laughs> you're now our nerd. Yeah. You, yeah. You're our nerd Yeah, now. like, oh, you like mm-hmm. this game that I like? Yeah. We can play this game together? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, and that's happened many yep. times. Like, even last year at uh, Gen Con, I was talking to a guy, and he's like, oh, but you're, you're here for your husband. Yeah. This is way too expensive to just... <laughs> Come hang out with him. (laughs) And, you know, I was like, no, I legitimately want to play these games. I'm really excited about this one. And I'm the one that wanted to play this one. And, you know, he's just like, whoa, you know. He's like, they make girls like you? That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was just, I mean, to be fair, he had a couple drinks. I'll I'll, I'll let that slide. But I I definitely was like, yeah, no. Yeah. I don't like once you get in. Once you get into a group like that, you do become this is this is our female of our group. This is <laughs> the one that we have, and she's cool, and no one else can have her. Um, <laughs> I mean, I no, I'm not kidding. There's I've been in communities that you know that thing. Yeah, this is now our girl, and we're going to protect her. And if you come be an asshole to her, we're going to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not just the pods; that's other games I've you know other groups I've been with um, at uh, like gaming stores and whatnot. Um, but it is it is something you have to kn- show that you know what you're talking about. And, you know, bring out your credentials. Here's my player's handbook and my five characters. And, you know, I'm ready to do this. level paladin. Yeah. But once you do that. Oh, sorry. Heather, you married a nerd boy. I did? Mm-hmm. I married a nerd boy. Mm-hmm. You know. So if you're into, mm-hmm. like, you know, not going outside so much. <laughs> and a real lo- thing. And long real hours thing. around a table. <laughs> You can get your pick of the litter <laughs> or, you know, whatever. But, you, you know, as a nerd girl, you kind of you do kind of get that one privilege. Right. If you're into nerd boys, mm-hmm. if you're into like not nerd boys. Sorry, girl. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. But, you're going to have to find your bow somewhere else. I mean, I, I kind of <laughs> wonder if those two things are related then. I wonder if there is a sense of, well, I'm a I'm a member of this community. I'm protected. Right. Like I've mm-hmm. got my guys in my community. They've adopted, you know, they accept me fully. And maybe in a little bit of an outsized way, they kind of overprotect their lady gamer, gamer men of, well, of friends. My experience is actually it gets awkward hmm. because someone says, I like you. Or yeah. in my mm. experience, they're like, I love you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. You're like, that's, that's, you know, I'm not there. Yeah, I'm here and, to play this game. Yeah. That's yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah. This was not dating. <laughs> this was me playing games. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I talked I about the 20. You're in love with me. <laughs> 
but but then it gets awkward, you know. Yeah, that is that's mm-hmm. another like risk of the of being. I can recognize that as like another risk for lady gamers that you're you're in a setting, you're playing with people. Somebody gets an infatuation. They maybe mm-hmm. don't express it in a healthy way, and now you are suddenly thrust into an awkward moment, not of your creation. Has anybody else experienced mm-hmm. that besides you, Kelly? Anybody else run into sudden? Look at all these nodding heads. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's let's start with Elise. Elise, what, like, kind of how did that disrupt your gaming experience? I mean, were you no longer able to play there anymore? Like, how how awful was that? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's uncomfortable. I think. Um, my answer to things and maybe this isn't the way it should be done is just to avoid it and to just step away and so then I would have to leave communities that you know I like I enjoyed playing a certain board game or whatever but I couldn't be in that environment because it got it just got weird mm-hmm. yeah that's awful I, I that I mean that, that that right there makes me upset just in general because like you have vested all this time into the community and in the game and now you can't be there anymore because if there's a loser in that situation, it's going to be the girl, which it shouldn't be. It should be the one who made it awkward, in my view. It's an awkward situation all around. I mean, yeah. are you saying you guys have never had a girl come up to you and been like, you know what, you like AD&D, I like AD&D, we should just make AD&D babies. I, I, and you're like, yeah, no, i got to leave this happened. group. <laughs> never happened. Never <laughs> I, if it did happen, I might have a heart attack. <laughs> I um I did have that happen once. Oh. And it did get awkward. Okay. Yeah. Did you, so how did you deal with it? You know, Elise said that she just left the situation. And was it Rich? Was it Rich? That <laughs> yeah, it was it was Rich. Rich came <laughs> after me really hard. I couldn't I couldn't deal with it. Uh, no, I, I left the situation too. I have a question about that for both of you actually. Like was it someone who had been a part of that community first? Oh yes, yes. For me, it was. I was. I was the newer person to the community. Elise. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I wonder if that would change it a little bit. You know, whether other people within the group, like if you had been there first, whether they would have been like, you know, it's kind of like when people break up or whatever. It's like they kind of go back to the people they knew first, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I would think this. It, it's still unfortunate. Don't get me wrong. Especially, you know, when you have built those relationships and for Elise I mean it's it's hard as a woman to build those relationships and so you know it's still sad but I wonder if if things would be different if you were the first one you know like we need more of these all women gamer groups and then you would be the first ones (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly that's a good point I mean maybe when you're not fresh meat you're not quite so attractive fresh meat yeah that's a a rough way to put that but you're right you're right But I bet that that situation has happened a, a, a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. A girl comes to the group. All of a sudden, there's three geeks that are all, you know, fighting over. And then one of them takes the guts to go forward. And now it's just this ugly scenario. And gosh, he doesn't know how to deal with his emotions. Right, Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. With the, uh, I don't know if y'all have ever read it, but with. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Not yet. What's his name? Artemis. Yes, nope. and him and his friend, and they had the one girl in the D and D group, and the one guy asked her out first, and she liked him, but the other guy was still pretty mad about it years later. Yeah, yeah. salty about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, is that anybody else have anything different? Any other stories along those yeah. lines where it played out differently? Uh, 
for me, it was when I, before I was working at the game store, but still like going, playing Hero Clicks, because that was the thing way back when. Mm-hmm. We probably both started at the same time. Um, but again, it's that community, community thing. Like, you know, once, once you're the girl geek and you've been added to the group, there's that protective herd um, of people around you. Um, but yeah, there's that, it was that flirting and infatuation. Someone came on you know came on to me let's go out to dinner after this and it made me uncomfortable it made me stop coming to those hero clicks nights and so mm. other nights that i would go to the store they'd ask why i was no longer there oh. um on the other nights and um it turned out that they asked that gentleman not to come back oh, wow. um on those nights but I don't know if that would be in every situation. I was someone that was, they were accustomed to me coming into the store. Um, where, and so had I not been someone that had been there regularly and had only come for that night, that might not happen. But I stopped coming just like everyone else has said. It got awkward and I stopped. Um, I was just able to come back on other nights and the when, situation worked itself out. When, when they told you, hey, we we, invi- we uninvited him in preference for you, did you then start coming back? Or was it the bridge burned? Were you done? Um, I wasn't done, but it was still awkward. So it still took a couple of, of weeks to come back and make sure that I, you know, that it wasn't, I wasn't blamed for the situation. Yeah. Like if, as I don't recall, but if like he was a friend that had been with another, other people, I was worried about that. Like, am I going to be ostracized from just the people at the table now because this one dude's not there um, which wasn't the case but it is something you think about all those those problems that could occur well this guy's not here any longer well did they like him did were they friends um am i going to be treated even worse than i was um or differently and i hate to say when you when everybody was first talking about ladies night the dad in me was like i kind of like that Now, now cassie could go to an event and it's other ladies. Because let's be honest, how many serial killers are women? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Guys are, are less than... I mean, I'll help prove your point, but I did watch a documentary that there are women serial killers and they just get caught less. To help your argument, there are less known women serial killers. We have women Anyways, so she could go to this event and be in a comfortable zone and and, and odds are being in a comfortable zone because you can't say it'll always be perfect. Rich, Rich, will you you cover your ears real quick? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Cassidy, have you you ever had boys do the infatuation drama bomb on you? And how did that go? Not really. Okay. Because I was like, Kind of just that smart girl. And I'm very opinionated. So a lot of people, they're like, too scared. They're like, she's going to tell me yes. now and then punch me. That's awesome. <laughs> get it, girl. Get it. Like it felt that way, at least on my side. And I'd have people come up to me and they're like, did you just sound really mean? I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's okay with me. Yeah. But College, no. the boys will be less scared. Yeah. <laughs> right well, now, I think you're scared. Yeah, stay, anyway. stay, 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 stay like that. That's, that's good. Yeah. One thing I think we should mention is that um, I'm making an assumption here that most every, all the women here are straight or at least identify. I was just about to go there, Kelly. Because, you know, thank you, Elise, you and I, (laughs) we're on the same page here. Uh, You know, we assume that these ladies nights are these all, all women groups or even all male, male groups. These are all straight, Mm. you know, but what about my limited experience? I haven't had this that I know of. 
um, where you have gamers of the same gender who, like, are, are the situations the same? Right. Of the same gender who, who prefer the same gender. Right. I don't know if this, like, takes this in a weird place, but I'm not straight. Um, oh, my apologies, I have... Elise. I made the wrong assumption hey, about you. No, 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 I... <laughs> If you have to, like, pigeonhole me anywhere, I guess bi is, like, the word for it. But um, I think the assumption is whenever you walk into a space, at least, like, in the gaming community that we're talking about, it's just assumed that I'm straight and things follow as as that goes. but. Yeah, there's there's a lot more to people than like you know what clothes like how they choose to appear. Um, yeah, has that like come up as an issue where it's like no, actually, I I, I don't know how, really how to phrase the question, but has that become a, yeah. a problem or that reared itself as as an issue for you in 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 the gaming spaces? Um, it it's something that I guess I didn't really talk about for a long time. Um, and since moving, I don't know if it's geographic, um, but I lived in Texas, uh, which oh, we all know is a rather red state. <laughs> and now I live in California and I can talk about a lot of things more openly here. I can talk about politics. I can talk about um, my sexuality. I can talk about a lot of things that I was not able to or felt felt uncomfortable doing that for whatever reason. Maybe it was age too. And now I'm just like, F it. I'm over 30. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it's been, it's been a pretty good experience here in California overall. Have you ever, out of curiosity, what I guess my, my question was getting at was like, have you ever had that issue where you liked another female gamer and then it was making things weird or vice versa? Mm. I mean, since there's so few females in the pinball arena, maybe that is right. a moot point. Yeah. <laughs> it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I've I haven't I haven't experienced that ever yet, but um that would be interesting. I'm I'm sure other people have, I just haven't. Yeah, very interesting. Well thanks for that. Thanks for sharing. That's so cool. Yeah. Any other people out there with other experiences or, or... Well, we've gamed with uh openly gay man. Several times. Several times. Yeah. But we didn't have an issue of, of him hitting on other gamers, like, Absolutely like not. person Absolutely. to person, Absolutely not, not character yeah. to character. I think the people who are expert at making a game situation sexually awkward are straight dudes who don't yet know how to talk to the person that they're into. It's that, always been... That may speak to when you have to identify yourself as something other than the assumed straight, you get to know yourself yeah, and know how to communicate better. When you don't have to do that, maybe that self-awareness isn't there. Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, I don't know. But the, the only person I've ever, the only classification of people, if I'm going to generalize, the only classification of people I've ever seen turn a game awkward has been a straight dude. So who doesn't the takeaway here girls. is to play with ladies <laughs> yes. and gay men. I'm, I support this. I support this. As long as, as long as, as a straight guy, I still get a shot at the table. Because I, all my best gamers are gay men and women. <laughs> I know I'm showing up at the next LGBT night or the you know the next group, yeah. and they'll be like, "So, uh, you know, how long have you been gay?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not gay. I'm just here for a good game." Yeah, yeah, y'all are great. <laughs> yeah, I'm here yeah. for a good game. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
cool little uh, thread we we walked down. I, I guess <laughs> I guess I the the one thing that I that came to mind was there was a little bit of an ego boost when you know I started getting all this attention because I was into gaming. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, you know, as someone who is more introverted and definitely takes the nerd path, you know, there's something to be said about that. Now, it has never, for me, it's never gotten into unwanted attention, um, you know, and usually, you know, this, it's just friendships and stuff like that. But um, it was, it's kind of a funny thing to get a little bit more attention because you're into what you're into, right? What you like. So mm-hmm. it's, it can get, it, there's a fine line, I would say it can easily go over the border and get into something that's awkward and and not at all what you want but i i I like that i mean like i think getting that ego boost and and for people to get a little extra attention i think that's great i think that's that's good for everybody you know but clearly there's obviously a line there and it's when someone has not voiced anything until it like wells up to something that's explosive and then they toss a hand grenade of marry me now or something even (laughs) not quite that far but still something a little too intense at the table you can't walk away from then that's when it's a problem well my hope was that you know uh cassidy since since she's half our age for most of us that uh that maybe she wouldn't have experienced some of these things sounds like sounds like the boys are still too intimidated by her (laughs) which is good (laughs) yeah (laughs) keep it that way yeah strong females yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I will say, you know, that's something to talk about, too. I think that getting into this realm does make you stronger. You know, I think that having these experiences and having to put yourself out there and, you know, build relationships sometimes on your own does make you stronger. I think that I've learned a lot through the, you know, through these experiences. Um, and I certainly hope that you do, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, I know we're getting close, and I asked this question to a lot of people in a lot of different ways, but as I was thinking of this show, I said, you know what? I need to ask all of our guests. Maybe I'll just start repeating this, David. If you are stuck on an island with two to five people, what game are you taking with you? What is the game? Because that tells you a lot about a person. What is the game? Cassidy, did you have one? Yeah. Um. So I know we've been kind of playing this recently, but Pandemic, my whole, like, main reason for this would be <laughs> because you're sitting there, you have nothing to do. So we'll finally figure out how to win Pandemic. <laughs> we never won, and it still makes me mad. Question is, Pandemic or Pandemic Legacy? I have not played Pandemic Legacy, so I'd have to say original Pandemic. You gotta oh, yeah. do you gotta do regular pandemic because legacy is only so many games and who knows That's how long you're stuck there oh, for. It's true. Long yep. long haul, mm-hmm. Heather. Though we gotta think long haul. You got you're right. <laughs> yeah, Kelly. I think I can speak for you and say pandemic is your. You the podcast listeners couldn't see this, but I was like pumping arms in the air when Cassie yeah. was like pandemic. I was like whoa. <laughs> and Cassie, do not let Rich's curse follow you. Because you can win. It's just, he's just holding you back, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I would bring Pandemic with all the expansions. Yeah. Except Cthulhu. Oh, yeah, no Cthulhu for you. (laughs) That's great artwork. It does. Doesn't matter. That's not going to help me. (laughs) It's really funny that you mentioned Cthulhu because I was totally going to say I'd bring Arkham Horror. 
Oh yeah. Nice. Like that, that was, I love that game. I just do. And I would totally bring that one all the way. <laughs> uh Shadowrun would be mine. Yes. Tabletop. Nice. Tabletop RPG, Shadowrun has magic and cybernetics. It has everything you could ever want. Have you played <laughs> have you played the card game Crossfire? Uh no, I haven't. Oh, we we just did an episode about it. So I'll check it out. I'll yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, they're about to reprint it, mm-hmm. so wait for the reprint. It'll be better. Okay, it'll be cool. cheaper, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, not nine yeah. <laughs> not ninety bucks from eBay. It'll be Woo. it'll be uh, affordable and with updated rules. So oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least you uh do you have a, a favorite game that you'd bring with you to an okay. island? My gut, the first thing I thought of as an Epi nerd <laughs> would be pandemic. Uh, yeah. Um, but another game I've really gotten into is called Evolution. I don't know if anyone else here has played it. Oh, no. I, yes. Look it up. It's so great. Yeah. Man, that was a great run through on games. I'm very, I mean, you, I just don't ever know what we're going to hear back, right? Um, n- no one, no one picked life. So I'm kind of happy there. <laughs> they got real gamers. No one was like, you know, life. I love life. Um, and speaking of life, you know, in prep for this show, I played that in the 70s, right? Because I'm, I'm kind of an old guy. And I couldn't remember if the cards were male or female-centric, as in the they jobs. Are. Remember how you used to think of jobs? I started searching online, and I could only find some 1980 reprints, and they showed a man and a woman doing the same job on every yeah. one of the cards. So if it was a police officer, it was a male and a female pictured as police officers and a lawyer, male and female pictured being lawyers. So good on them for the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very forward thinking for the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. This was great. We got to do this again. I, we had so many people say they were interested. I'm so glad that all of you were able to join on and share your stories. I think I just want to say that, you know, we've kind of, Lamented about the struggle, the female struggle, but we wouldn't <laughs> keep doing this if we didn't think that that what we get out of it is better than what we have to put up with. Yeah. And there's clearly right. not everyone's like that, you know? Absolutely. And before before you brought up this idea of doing this this episode, I hadn't even really thought about it. Because yeah. again, that's what I've dealt with, you know, the whole time. And when you were, I was like, did you not have to do that? You were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know? So it, it, it's good to bring it to the attention. And, and I just wanted to highlight that, you know, not everyone treats us this way yeah. and we still get right. so much more out of it than we have, you know, than the struggle is worth. Otherwise we would yeah. we'd yeah, move on sure. to something else. We'd be horseback riding or whatever, whatever, whatever do. other girls do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Drink mimosas and do makeup tutorials on YouTube. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what other girls do. <laughs> That's awesome. For sure. <laughs> Rich, any uh, closing comments, thoughts? You know, Elise has inspired me. I was doing some web searching here. You probably heard, you know, my keyboard going there. Um, There is the Texas Pinball Festival coming up in Frisco, Texas, March 16th through 18th. They did not support us or pay for this podcast, but they should. Um, So I think it's right in my backyard. I'm going to go check that out. I I haven't thought about pinball machines in so long. That's awesome. I've been there. I've been to that uh, pinball festival before, and it's a great one. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, at least you need to you need to school Rich. You need to give him some pointers because we've already <laughs> mentioned he loses every game he plays, so he'll need well, all the help he can get. I'm going to bring my ringer with me and let her just beat all the boys off the <laughs> football machine. <laughs> for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, again, for joining today. This was an awesome discussion, and I'm glad that everybody was able to make the time for it. I know this was a long one, and, and I'm super glad that everybody was able to do that. To everybody at home, thanks for listening, and have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. Start with Elise. Oh no. Um this the island have electricity? Because it's pinball. Thank you.